Hello ladies, hiya. Um, welcome to our final session of the day. And we have Hayley who's going to bring God's word to us. I'm probably all a bit on overload of all the teaching and things that we're going to receive, but God has something else for us to hear. So let me just pray and I'll hand over to, to Hayley. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity again to come under your word, to come mm. under a woman of God, Lord, who's mm. prepared her heart and sought you, God, of what to bring to us. Lord, I pray that we would hear something fresh, yeah. that we'd be renewed, that we'd be transformed. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you, our minds to you, our ears and eyes to you. And we ask you to speak to us. Yeah, we love you, Lord. Mm. We love you, Lord. Just grant us your peace. Now, as Haley speaks mm. to us, Lord, would we know you more. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, so you've read the brief on um, what the talk's about, so I will be covering all those aspects. So you've probably come for one section of those aspects. and probably not come for all of them, but we will, we will definitely cover them all. Okay, so the alarm went off. Oh, I had a bad night's sleep. Oh, fall out of bed, wake up in the shower. Oh, <laughs> pull some clothes on, check my phone. Oh, right downstairs, pull something out the freezer for tea to defrost, yeah. shove the washing in the machine, so no. get in the car, yep. drive to work, put him, t- put him at the car parking place when I get to work thinking, how did I get there? Yeah. <laughs> did I run any records? How, <laughs> how did I get there? Is it only me that's sometimes like that? No. <laughs> yeah, you're in the right place. I have not got all the answers, but I've learned a few lessons that I'm still mm. trying to put in place. Mm. I love God. I love my family. Mm. I love my church. And I love my job. I want to live all out for Jesus. Yeah. I want to make my life count. I want to make a difference. And I want others to know him. But sometimes I feel like a hamster in a wheel. Yeah. And then I think about that verse, John 10, 10, it says, mm. I have come that they might have life and have it to the foot. I'm thinking, it, it, does it tally with how I'm living? Does it tally? So, how do you do God's work without burning out? And uh, actually, all, well, it's not just the things we see as spiritual as God's work. It's everywhere. Do you, do you slip into the thoughts of, oh, it all relies on, on me, it all rests on me? Do you, do I, slip into doing things in my own strength? Mm. If I can just get up a bit earlier, yeah. if I can just do this text before I'm yeah. doing this, if I can just do this, if I can just do that, is it all in my own strength? Do I lose sight of why I'm doing it to start with? Do I think it's not really Christ-like to say no? few principles that um, basic values you probably know them but sometimes we know them in our heads but actually really knowing them is, is completely different this is simple in in words but actually living them is completely different so things like to know who you are in Christ and where your identity and value comes from is a key to avoiding burnout it's a key we need to remind ourselves of these root foundations and we need to live out of these root foundations. Before you were born, Christ died 
for you. And if you think about natural birth, yeah, that baby did not earn being born. Didn't earn that the parents' support, love, feeding, didn't earn whatever inheritance it was. That baby just came out. It was just born. And you know, before we were born in Jesus, before we were born again, we didn't do anything. It was all done for us. Before you were born, Christ died. And we know these words and we, we know them so well, but let it sink into you, let it sink into me today. It is by grace that you are saved. Yeah. And it is by grace we've got to live. Yeah. It's Jesus, like an equation, Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. Mm-hmm. And there's a mountain ridge in the Lake District. I can't remember what it's called. We, thank you very much. Striding Edge. Edge. And it's literally a just like a peak, like a long peak that you walk on. And it is really tricky, so I've been told, I haven't done it, but it's really tricky to stay on that peak. It's literally a sheer face down here and a sheer face down there. And you know what? It's the same in the Christian life. You're standing on this ridge. It is by grace that we actually got onto that ridge, but then we've got to keep on that ridge. Not slipping into doing it in our own strength, not slipping into just being lackadaisical, but keep living by faith. Our value does not come from what we do for Jesus. Your value, my value, is not measured by success. It's not. The Bible says the truth will set you free. And if you and I don't have a tendency to live by it, um, we, it can all fall. It can all fall. And, and the Bible's powerful. The words are powerful. So have a think now. Have a think. What can I do that would help me really remember this key concept of who I am in Christ? and where my value and identity comes from. How can I put that into practice that I remember it? Maybe write some key verses down, maybe post them places, maybe put them on a screensaver on your phone. And if this is an area where you think, yeah, this is a real root with me, then there is the option of the the prayer room today. Um, You can pop in and just get someone to pray over you for that. You can actually pray for yourself, do you know that? You can speak the prayers over yourself. It's by grace I've been saved. You can speak them over yourself. Um, We win so much by how we think. A lot of battles are are, um, won in our minds. Mm. And as we speak, sometimes it's good just to speak out words, truths from the Bible. Because you use a different part of your brain when you receive um, sounds than you do when you just think it. So as you speak it out, it then has another impact when you hear it. It does something. It does something. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the, by the renewing of your mind. Another thing that I found helpful is to know where your strength comes from. Yeah. Superman knows where his strength comes from. He does. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not by might, it's not by power, but mind by spirit. We need to live by it. Mm. Ask him into the situations. Ask him to come and fill you with his strength, his spirit. Another verse in the Bible says, um, 
My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you know the story behind that principle? When I heard the story, it, it revolutionised revolutionized me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. And back in the day, they used to strap a mature oxen with a baby oxen. And the yoke would go over the mature oxen and then rest on the um, young oxen. And the mature oxen would actually take the weight and then walk through and knew how to plough the field, knew how to respond, knew how to do it. And it would take the weight off the young oxen as the young oxen learned how to do it. And Jesus is saying to us, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And actually, we can actually rest following Jesus through each situation. Yeah. Um, Sarah said earlier, and it's been said in the main sessions as well, about just you know inviting God into that, oh, breathe, oh, think, come Holy Spirit, help me. Yeah. Invite Jesus. He wants to walk alongside us in every situation. Whether we think we're succeeding, whether we think we're doing really well, whether we feel we're failing, he wants to walk with us. He loves to be with us. Another powerful verse is, my power is made perfect in weakness. The Passion Bible translation hit me this week. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weakness for when I am weak. I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. Know where our strength comes from. Know what God wants of you and also know when to say no. Not to God, but, you know, to other people. Um, years ago, I did, a, I'm a nurse and I, uh, and I trained and I've done all these exams. And it came to the final exam. And the final exam was just two essay questions. So I divided my time equally. I put as much effort into one as the other. And then I went to get my results. And I failed at my final nursing exams. I was absolutely mortified, humiliated, because you either came back with a nice big white cap or you came back as a student still. Everybody knew. It was humiliating. And I failed. And I looked on the question paper. And I looked what the examiner put. And for one of my essays, it got A. I thought, brilliant. But the other one, it got E. And the comment was, you know all the information. You know all the stuff. They put it in posher words than that. But you failed to answer yeah. the question. Yeah. You know what? That is so true of us. You know, we can know all the stuff, whatever. We can know what it is. But we've got to say, God, what is the question you're asking of me? Yeah. Not what yeah. are you asking of the person next to me. What, God, what are you asking of me? Success is actually being obedient to God and what he's asking of you. Not looking around. You know, are you answering the question of what God is asking of you? And you know what I've been thinking in my life is, if I am not answering the questions that God... If I'm doing everything, there's only so much time. Mm. If I'm doing everything, I cannot be doing what God wants me to as the priority. It's got to be robbed from somewhere. Not just sleep, yes? Are you answering the question that God is asking of you? This analogy is really good. Take time to evaluate. Look at your life and what God is asking of you. And actually write down the real key values of what God is saying to you. 
you may know what they are because there may be significant verses that you've known all through your history that really identify a specific thing. You may just have to think about your circumstance at this time and say, what is really important to me? And you know, those are the key values. And it's a bit like this jar. You need to put the key values as rocks into the jar first. And then you fill it with the superficial. What I often do, and I'm trying not to do, is actually just chuck it all in. Just, yeah. just, just work harder, just do quicker, just get up yeah. earlier, just, just you know, do a little bit faster, yeah? But actually, the best way to live, to yeah. avoid burnout, to be um, all that God wants us to be, and actually to have life to the full, yeah. is actually to look at what is God, what is the question that God is asking of you in your life? What are the values that he's asking of you? And actually put them in first, and then the rest can come afterwards. Ecclesiastes says, whoops, that's not Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes says, there is a time for everything and a season for everything. When we listen to Rhiannon speak this morning, she's talked about the season she's in this year, didn't she? That she's not doing all these, ma- all these fast things, all these, she's not doing that. She's, I said, this is not the season this last year, it's been a different season, yeah? Acknowledge the season where you're at. Don't try and wear flip-flops in the snow. Mm. Acknowledge the season. Yeah. So much easier. So much easier. Mm. Jesus says, God says, there's a time for everything. You know, it takes as much faith to stop something as it does to start. Yeah. Soul Survivor, I've been going for 27 years this summer. Their impact is phenomenal. In Birmingham, if you ask, uh, if you get loads of ministers together, churches in Birmingham, you say, who's had an influence from Soul Survivor? Many of them got saved through Soul Survivor. Many of them have been trained. The influence is phenomenal. Mm. But Soul Survivor is shutting this summer because God has told them mm. it's time. Good. They're being obedient, even yeah. when everybody could think, hmm, why is that? Yeah? They've asked God and mm. asked God, and God says, no, that time has gone. I want yeah. something. Now, if they decided just to carry on because it yeah. looks successful, and it is successful, they're being disobedient to that's God, yeah. and something that God wants of them now will be robbed. Yeah, yeah. And maybe God wants other people to grow. Mm. Yeah? Mm. Seasons change. It takes as much faith to stop as to start. Yeah. On an aeroplane, when you get the flight... She would come in, she goes, does all the exit bits, doesn't she? Yeah, or he? Yeah. And they say about the oxygen mask is going to drop down now. What does it say about it if you've got a child um, with you? What does it say? Put your own oxygen mask on first before you help someone else. So often we can actually be so busy helping everybody else that we actually sacrifice ourselves and then we're of no use, are we? Without the oxygen, we're no, no use. It helps me to fix my eyes on Jesus before I start. It helps me fix my own oxygen, and then I can fix other people's, then I can help other people's. Each morning, it's so powerful to have that refreshing newness. Remember that verse in Lamentations? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Yeah. So, good morning, Jesus is a good one. Even if you've got little kids and you know you're, um, it's like, oh gosh, here we go. Even just that acknowledgement, morning, Jesus. You know, just that acknowledgement. It's it's surprising the difference it makes. It really is. Fix our eyes on Him. Remind Him of that root of who we are in Him. That we're loved by Him. That He wants to walk with us through that day, whatever 
that day may hold. And some days are really challenging. Some days are full of excitement. But Jesus wants to walk with us through each season, through the joy, through the pain, through the suffering. When I say good morning, Jesus, or whatever like that, it reminds me that I'm loved by him before I get on with the day, before I do anything. So maybe think about practical ways that you could, you might already be doing it, but practical ways that you can remind yourself of that. You know, think about, has anyone got any ideas? If you shout out, what ideas could you do to actually maybe think about before you start a day? What could you do? I've got a little Joyce Meyer prayer thing at the beginning of the day. Yeah. So it's, uh, this, is, oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And then say, God, I need you. Help me with everything that I've got to do today. There'll be things that will come up today that I don't know how to do. I ask you for grace. I love you, Lord. I love my life. I love myself. And I love people in Jesus' name. And that helps me face the day. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. 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 A post-it note, a screensaver, anything to help us yeah. remember. Everything else bombards us. My phone pings like crazy yeah. with WhatsApps and Facebook and whatever. But, you know, it would be good if, it, you know, if you have that on there to remember as well. Maybe if you, as soon as you fall into the shower in the morning that you remember, God, would you come and refresh me? Oh, yes, you've got an idea. I've just started recently, which is um, before I go to bed, actually, yeah. is writing down three things I'm grateful for yeah. in the day. Good. And usually at least one of them things that's made in the morning. Yeah. And it's thank you, God, for that. And that's good. Especially good when you've had a bad day. Yeah. Good, yeah, good, good. good. Yeah. Excellent. You know, saying good morning to Jesus, acknowledging him first thing in the day, is not a religious thing. It's not a guilt thing. It's not driven by that. It's a, it's a releasing thing. Yeah? It's a releasing thing. Your presence makes a difference. That morning when I arrived at the car park at work, I thought, how did I get there? You know, mm. being aware of where you're at, what's going on. Have you ever tried to have a conversation with someone and they're on their phone? You know they're grunting and they're like, but they're not really with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've been told, I'm not into football, but so I've been told that it makes a massive difference, you know, if you're at home or away when you're playing mm. a football match because of the support. Yeah. There's a difference when you know people are with you, when you know they're tuned in. So our presence in, in the day, being actively present, makes a difference. A verse I've got written down here that helps me, Sarah's just spoken out already. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and be glad in it. Lord, I want to be actively present in today. I want to be aware in today. I love the message translation of Romans 12, and um, this helps. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Be actively present in your day. Try not to do what I did when I'm feeding the washing machine, putting the stuff out the freezer. Um, slow down. When we evaluate like we do with the pebbles and think we actually then can actually slow down mm. a little bit, mm. be a bit more aware. 
and actually listen to what's going on around us as we walk. Ask God to open your eyes to what's going on. You'd be surprised. I'm surprised at what I see on the days when I'm more aware of God and then the days when I'm preconceived about how much I want to juggle. The difference is phenomenal. I remember one day um, I was in, 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 at home and I knew I had to go shopping at some point that day and I, I planned it for the afternoon but suddenly I had this thought in my head, oh, go shopping now. So I went shopping and did my normal shopping, got to the tills and in front of me at the till was an old man um, paying for his shopping and he hadn't got enough money. He'd, um, he was a pound short. What's a pound? But he hadn't got a pound. So I just paid the extra pound. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you can't, you can't. No, just pay the extra pound. Mm. And um, he was like, oh, thank you, you know, and really grateful, and off he went. But the impact was phenomenal on the lady at the checkout. She goes, wow, you just paid for that. I mean, it's nothing, is it? Yeah. Mm. And she goes, if there were more people doing things like that, the yeah. world would be a nicer place. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's nothing. It's a, it's a simple example, but you don't know the effect yeah. you're having. Yeah. Like a pebble yeah. in water rippling out. You don't know the effects you're having. You're just starting to change the culture of where you're at. Who knows what that man would feel from that? Last, last week, um, in, a, in a work situation that I was in, um, someone had uh, had a, a, a sudden loss, bereavement. And um, I, I was just there for the day. I don't know the people. And... Um, so at the end of the day, I walked in and to say goodbye. And I said, um, I'm really sorry for what's, what's going on. Um, it must be so hard. Um, and it's sort of like just that um, I thought I felt this, this nudge. I say you'll pray for me. I think, you're joking. You don't know me. And so I said, um, I, I could pray for you if, if you want. It, it, it works for me. And she goes, I don't believe in God. I thought, oh, dear. <laughs> I said, but yeah, would you pray Good. for me? Yeah, I love it. I don't know. But if each of us does these little things, yeah. it makes a difference. When we have our eyes off ourselves, when we slow down, when we focus, God, by his spirit, opens our eyes to different situations. Yeah. It's amazing. And then we see a fresh perspective on our everyday opportunities. Even the boring things of life, the juggling of the food or the washing or it's, it's surprising how yeah. these things just bubble over into other mm. other times you, you know you walk through life and you see a different perspective when you're actively present you begin to see and hear things that you didn't see before you see the mundane with fresh eyes passion and value the author to this quote is unknown if you always do what you've always done you will always get what you've always got yeah so to do something different, yeah, you've got to do something different. When you get that nudge to go to the shops at a different time or yeah. when you decide not to be on your phone in a lunch break and you just listen to what's going on, yeah. you'll see different things. As a, as a, as a church, um, uh, Rob, one of the leaders, he, he said, um, I'd like us to try to start building with scaffolding. I don't want us to build with bricks where it's fixed. I want us to build with scaffolding. Scaffolding that just helps for a time that can be easily dismantled and moved. He wasn't thinking, not in the practical, he was thinking in the spiritual, in the things that we do. Build with scaffolding. I want you to experiment. Have a go. What you've been stirred with, have a go. Let's experiment. And from it, you know, things changed. Um, I started to do um, 
I did like an odd body shop party, an odd jewellery party. And we've moved on to a, a new estate about uh, five years ago. And there's just no real sense of, um, yeah, everything's new, so no real sense of community. So I decided to do a Wimbledon tea party. All the neighbours came, and then they all told me they didn't like Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just try something new. Have a go. Have a go. Listen as you're actively walking through life. Listen to the needs of your community and your friends. Someone said to me, what bothers you? What bothers you? If you think about what bothers you, yeah, that's a stirring to passion to make a change. As I alluded to earlier, um, when uh, back up in the main room about different things that we tried, we actually tried Messy Church. And it, it, we just didn't get people in. We just, uh, maybe a couple, it was because we had no children to join them with, we, um, it didn't really work in our environment at that time. That was a while ago, and that's when we went out to the parks. But, you know, just because you try something for a season and it doesn't mm. seem to have a reward, it doesn't mean it's a, a failure that's right, yeah. at all. You do learn an awful lot. Mm. Albert, I think it was Albert Einstein. This has just come to my head. I might be wrong. Didn't he, say about, didn't he invent the light bulb? Who invented the light bulb? Edison. Edison. There you go. I knew it was somebody. <laughs> invented the light bulb. And, and it, I think he'd, he'd done multiple tries with this light bulb, and people said, you failed so many times. I can't remember yeah. the number. He said, no, I haven't. I found so many times how it doesn't work. Have a go. Have a go. Enjoy it. Have a go. Um, they, they've asked me to like, talk about the different things that we've had, had a go at, and that, taking the, the activities to the park was revolutionary. You do see things from a different perspective when you have your eyes off yourself. The cinema club that um, you heard about is amazing. It's amazing. But I think one of the things that really helped us start was actually the, um, the ladies' event, believe it or not. And it was the very first thing that was the most scary. <coughs> Just the first go was the most scary. Where um, what I'd done, I'd come to Activate, I'd seen the craft morning, whatever it was called that then those days, Sunday, easy, easy like a Sunday morning. I'd seen that, I thought, mm-hmm, that looks good. I then, I then looked at how it was done, the fact that each table was there, that as, as someone that planned the event, you didn't have to do all of it, you could just sort of like, you know, link people to different things. I thought, yeah, okay, we could actually have a go at this. It would be a way that we could actually enable people to come to that bridge of the church. It's such a massive jump, isn't it? Yeah. And so, um, so we dressed the building, and actually it was Rhiannon that came off the team to help. And... It was that very first one that was the most scary. It really was. Is anybody going to turn up? Is anybody going to come? Yeah. And that releasing statement that, what have they done? We've had a good time. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Have a go at something yeah. else. Take the weight off it. So what? If it doesn't work, you've learned a way that it doesn't work. Now, I said that messy church didn't work for us. I think we probably had five children. And 18 months, the same children, yeah. You don't know what impact it's had on them, but actually sustainable, it was, now let's move on, let's move on. And so that's why the release of building with scaffolding, having the experiment was freeing. It wasn't a negative, you failed. But now, three years on, we've got 200 families on our email list of um, three family activities. So anything we're doing, we just email them out. Now, 
after all this groundwork, after cinema club, after people coming in, building relationships, having friendships, not being scared of the building, because it's such a barrier, now's the time to re-look at Messy Church. When you've already got relationships, when you've already got links. It wasn't a failure, it was just, we learnt some things for that time. Don't give up. Don't give up. Have a go. Have a go. The uh, fire station opposite the church um, has an open day every year. And they said, we haven't got enough toilets and we haven't got enough space for people to have um, drinks and whatever. So, um, could you help? And we go, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. We can, we can do toilets and we actually will do a, we'll do a tea room. And because we've got an old chapel building that's been refurbed, it lends itself beautifully to this kind of um, Victorian tea room. So... Because we'd done the ladies' events, because we'd learnt some skills, because it wasn't, wasn't all about me at all, it was loads of people that had got the buzz, people who got the value that we know we want to love our community, we want them to have access. We did this tea room. And you know what? It was lovely to be able to bless the community you know, and have a go at that. Mm-hmm. I remember standing by the double doors, carrying something in or out, and there were two different responses to people coming past. One little boy was standing at the double doors, peering in at the church, which was dressed like a beautiful Victorian tea room. Mm. His dad grabbed him and said, don't go near there, it's a church, and yanked him up the road. Mm. Mm. And then another person stood there and go, huh, it's not a church anymore, it's a tea room. (laughs) Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. It's not about trying to get people into our buildings. But sometimes we have to do things that actually take down the barriers. So the things that you do in your homes, the things that you do in the street, the things that you do at the school gates, the going out for a, a drink, going out for a pampering, whatever you do, relationally help. And then it helps to bridge the gap. Because they've got friends, it becomes a natural thing. Out of the back of um, other things that happened, one of the uh, ladies from my church uh, she'd been off on maternity leave, had a, had, a, had a baby, was going back to work as a nursery nurse, but because she felt the support of the church during that time off and saw the needs in the area of mums that hadn't got the support, she says, I'm going to, I feel we need to start something. She says, I'd like us to start a staying place so that mums in our area get some support because it's such an isolating place. And on her day off when she's not working, with an 15-month-old, she has helped start and run a stay-and-play group. What is amazing is that mums in the stay-and-play group are actually, um, we have Alpha on the afternoon, we have Alpha following stay-and-play on the afternoon and the evening. And we purposely did it this time so that people could literally fall from one to the other if they wanted to. Yeah? And um, what they've done, so a couple of mums came from the um, stay-and-play up to the Alpha, stayed on, um, enjoyed it, but thought, actually, I'll get, the, I'll get someone else to babysit, I'll come back for the evening session. But actually, you know what, it's, a, it's, a, it's ways to make things easy. Yeah. Sometimes we have to inconvenience ourselves, we have to be flexible, yeah. so that others can have access. So whatever you're doing with people, te- you know, that moment's off your phone, being focused, listening, yeah. just helping people yeah. along the way makes a massive difference, yeah. massive difference. We're not doing it for them or to them. We're doing it with them. They're not a project. We're not a project. We're all broken. We're all on a journey. We all need each other. I need loads of people, as you can tell. 
Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different yeah. result. Yeah. Albert Einstein. Try something new. Have a go. Have a go. Um, I was abroad um, last year um, in India, actually, on holiday. Had no internet, and then I suddenly had internet. And my niece Facebook messaged me, and she said, are you in for the training? Shall I book you in? And I went, yes. Because what she spoke to me about before I went away was about having a go at an inflatable 5K race. I don't run at all, but I thought yeah, it's, it's more of a walk than a run. Yes. So I said, yes. I got back to the UK, and she says, I'm so pleased you're part of it. And I go, what? She says, the 10K wolf run. <laughs> I'm going, what? And it was really expensive, and she'd already paid. And I go, oh. And to, to do the wolf run, you have to have at least five people, because you have to do a pack. Okay, so I tried to get a fifth person to take my place. Nobody would. Um, so I said, okay, uh, okay, I'll, 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 you know. They were all like in their 20s. I'm a lot older. Thinking, oh, gosh, okay. And it's literally, you run for 10K, but it's an army assault course. So you have to go over hurdles. You have to swim through a river. It's mud. It's, it's just crazy. It's really, really bad. She sent me the disclaimer to sign the night before, and it says, at risk of death. <laughs> no joke! <laughs> Don't just love your nieces. <laughs> anyway, the whole idea of this wolf run is that you do it as a pack and you do it together. I learned so much. And um, on this wolf run, they, um, you can't do it alone, because you've got this hurdle, and literally you are... Someone's on your leg and you're shoving them over. That team yanked me, pulled me, pushed me, manoeuvred me over every single obstacle. Mm, and I thought, good. oh, yes. And I felt this exhilaration as I came to the end. And my husband, who was not part of it, was taking pictures. I thought, yes, you know. And I come to this last bit, and no joke, the pictures are horrific because all <laughs> of my faces are like, it's like it's a metal thing three stories high that you've got to get up and there's just no way to get your feet in there's no way to do it and on this last one and um and i'm that that i'm trying to get up and there's nowhere to get my feet and i've got no upper, upper body strength and they push me up and they're trying to yank me and i can't i said that's it i can't do it i mean i'd really pushed a lot up before this point yeah. but this was like yeah. i really and i was so disappointed and one of the ushery guys said you need to work together guys it's like a bit of a heave-ho, because I was pushing and they were pulling and it says, okay, timing, one, two, three, together. Yeah. And literally, it was one, two, three, one was shoving me up and the other was yanking me, and I, and I got through. Yeah. I learned a lot about that wolf run, is we yeah. cannot do life alone. Yeah, and I achieved yeah. something I would never achieve because of those guys. Yeah, because they willed me on. Yeah. You can't do life alone. Yeah. Jesus said, in, uh, not Jesus, um, in Genesis 1, 26, it says, Then God said, Let mm. us make man in our own image, after mm. our likeness. Mm. God the Father, Jesus, and the Spirit, let us. They did it together. Yeah. It's let us. It's not on our own. Find someone who wants to run with you. Find someone who wants to run with you. We can't yeah. do it on our own. Two are better work than one, it says. Yeah. There is power mm. together. Mm. Why is it that on the day of Pentecost, um, they didn't fill them with the spirit in their different homes? But they were all together, and then it came. There's a power in being together. And there's the success at the end.
What do you have in your hands? What resources do you have? What bugs you? The loaves and fishes, the boy came to Jesus and that was what he had. What do you have in your hands? He offered what he had and God did the rest. God's abundance flows out of this. Some sow, some reap, but it's God that gives the increase. It's God's responsibility. It's not ours. It's not ours. What do you have in your hands? Who can run with you? I love this um, quote, prayer, in this um, common book of um, prayer liturgy for ordinary radicals. And it says, um, this is what we are about. We plant seeds that one day will grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that produces effects far beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything. And there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it well. It may not be complete, but it's the beginning. A step along the way. An opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter in. We may never see the results, but that's the difference between the master builder and the worker. Mm. We're workers, not master builders. Mm. Ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. And then it's as you, you can pray this as you go to sleep, and it says, I will lie down and sleep in peace. Because you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. I love your analogy of you know, praying that before you go to yeah. bed. It's you know, whatever we've done in the day, giving it to God. We some sow, some reap, but it's God's responsibility. Yeah. What do you have in your hands? What do you have in your hands? And enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Jesus wants to live with us in every day, actively present, making a difference. It's not all about when we get to heaven. He wants us to enjoy him right now. So to avoid burnout, know who you are in Christ and where your identity and value comes from. Know where your strength comes from. Know what God wants of you. Be able to say no to others. Evaluate. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Be faithfully present wherever you find yourself. Run as a pack and not on your own and be inspired to see a fresh perspective on everyday opportunities. Yeah. Brilliant. So, I've actually um, got some photocopies for you of a few things that are on the slides. Ways, practical things to have a look at. Ways to evaluate, maybe have a look at what are your resources? What are you passionate about? Um, what do I need to put in balance in my life? Just have a, there's a few of these, if you want to take them, maybe go to the, um, the Harley, what's that room called? House. Do you know? See, I need you. I don't know where it is. So yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe go find a quiet space, have a, have a time to, to reflect, and maybe think, yeah, Jesus, what are you saying to me at this time? What do you want of me? Knowing that he loves us yeah. and cares for us yeah. every single day. That's good. Not about what we do, yeah. but the fact that he loves you.